You know, one of the things that I've found and learned and have gained an appreciation of is how much of a remarkable woman Ida B. Wells was. You know, we, we all talk about and we think about ways we can live out certain principles and truth and be courageous, but she was a woman who found a way to do just that in her life. In July of 1900, Robert Charles, who was an African-American man, was sitting on the steps of a building with one of his friends when they both had an encounter with police. Unfortunately, whatever took place during that encounter and that night, shots began to fire out between the men. Robert Charles was wounded by one of the police officers, but he also shot one of the police officers and got away and fled. Ida B. Wells stopped the project she was working on to write about what would take place in New Orleans over the next several days. It would turn out to be an unprecedented manhunt. It wasn't just that citizens of New Orleans and the surrounding areas began to join police in an effort to try to find Robert Charles. It was also that citizens and just mobs of people began to break off and look for any African-American man or woman who might be on the streets. In one situation, an African-American man was sitting on a streetcar when a mob attacked the car and came on board. They pulled him off of the car and beat him in the streets until finally one man put a gun in his mouth and shot him in the face. In another situation, an African-American woman was laying in her bed with her husband asleep in the middle of the night when a mob, a crowd of people came up to her home and began to tear off the shutters from the doors and the windows and to fire into the house. There they shot the woman as she lay in bed with her husband and she died there um, as a result of the attack. Remarkably, her husband was not injured. In a different situation, an African-American man was showing up to work in the early morning hours at a market when a mob saw him and shot him in the stomach. In a separate situation, a young African-American man was in the custody of police when he was attacked while being transported to the police station. He was beaten so badly on the way as they walked and transported him to the station that he was barely recognizable by the time they reached the police station. Now, this went on for days and days, and nobody did anything about it. Ida B. Wells wrote about the violence and the end of the violence in this way. She wrote, Mob rule continued Thursday. Its violence increasing every hour until 2 p.m., when the climax seemed to be reached. The fact that colored men and women had been made the victims of brutal mobs, chased through the streets, killed upon the highways, and butchered in their homes, did not call the best element in New Orleans to actively to active exertion in behalf of law and order. The killing of a few Negroes, more or less by irresponsible mobs, does not cut much figure in Louisiana. But when the reign of mob law asserts a depressing influence upon the stock market, and city securities begin to show unsteady standing in money centers, then the strong arm of the good people of the South asserts itself, and order is quickly brought out of chaos. Ida B. Wells wrote about reports that state bonds were being depreciated because of the mob violence, and it wasn't until then that the city really began, the business community really began to take on a serious mind, a mindset relative to the violence that was taking place, and people began to band together to really do something to stop the mob violence that was occurring in New Orleans. But she didn't just stop there. She talked about events, other events that led up to the mob violence in New Orleans and things that happened in a decade before this event in 1900. In the decades leading up to 1900, many lynchings had taken place all across the South, but a new form of torture had been implemented, and Ida B. Wells wrote about it in this way. Not only has life been taken by mobs in the past 20 years, but the ordinary procedures of hanging and shooting have been improved upon during the past 10 years. 15 human beings have been burned to death in different parts of the country by mobs. Not only did Ida B. Wells write about this, but she documented these accounts, and I'll read just one of her accounts. In February of 1893, Henry Smith was burned to death in Paris, Texas. The entire county joined in that exhibition. 
The district attorney himself went for the prisoner and turned him over to the mob. He was placed upon a float and drawn by four white horses through the principal streets of the city. Men, women, and children stood at their doors and waved their handkerchiefs and cheered at the echoes. They knew that the man was to be burned to death because the newspaper had declared for three days previous that this would be so. Excursions were run by the railroads, and the mayor of the town gave the children a holiday so that they might see the sight. Henry Smith was charged with having assaulted and murdered a little white girl. He was an imbecile, and, he, and while he had killed the child, there was no proof that he had criminally assaulted her. He was tied to a stake and put on a platform which had been built 10 feet high so that everybody might see it. The father and the brother and the uncle of the little girl that had been murdered was upon that, were upon that platform about 50 minutes entertaining a crowd of 10,000 persons by burning the victim's flesh with red-hot irons. Their own newspapers told of how they burned his eyes out and ran the red-hot iron down his throat, cooking his tongue, and how the crowd cheered with wild delight. At last, having declared themselves satisfied, coal oil was poured over him, and he was burned to death, and the mob fought over the ashes for bones and pieces of his clothes. <laughs>